Hi, welcome to the pilot episode of This Doesn't Suck, your new favorite podcast about the Vampire Diaries. My name is Arisa, I'm one of your co-hosts, and I just wanted to put a bit of a disclaimer here that this is our first podcast, and as of recording this, we are still working out the kinks. Uh, My audio in particular is quite flawed in the first episode as I was having some technical difficulties with my microphone. So at the least, I want to apologize for any modulation or warbliness of my voice and my squeaky desk chair, uh, which I tried to fix in editing but couldn't completely clean up. Sam and Hannah sound pretty flawless, so I'm taking all the blame for it. I'm working on my setup, so I promise this will be better in episodes to come. In the meantime, you can find us at thisdoesn'tsuckpod at gmail.com, and our Twitter handle is at doesn'tsuckpod. Please reach out anytime. We'd love to hear from you. And on with the show. Hey there, Mystic Falls. I'm Arisa. I'm Hannah. Oh, shoot. Sorry. There's stuff on your lap. <laughs> and I'm Sam. <laughs> and Keep that in. Where this doesn't suck. The podcast where we're recapping every episode of The Vampire Diaries. Neither Sam nor Hannah have watched the show, so I am shepherding them through this very epic experience. Uh, whether you're listening to this podcast while re-watching the show, or if you're listening while watching for the first time, my mission is to convince both of our other co-hosts that this CW, soapy, teen, supernatural fantasy drama <laughs> does not, in fact, suck. Whether I can accomplish that, I suppose the two of you will be the judges of that. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. Sam, why don't you tell our probably three listeners of this episode, (laughs) um, a little about yourself and why you actually agreed to do this podcast. Sure. Yeah. I'm Sam. I uh, live in Washington, D.C. I work in construction, which is fun. Um, And the reason I agreed to do this podcast is because Arisa, who I uh, treasure as a good friend, uh, asked me. And I have zero experience with soapy teen drama sci-fi so i'm excited to kind of broaden my horizons there awesome and hannah how about the same from you um well i'm here um because i'm nosy and extremely online and so uh we've met twice arisa and i was like yeah um i'm definitely ready to start a podcast so let's roll and then um i met sam so that's how i got here my background in television is deep and storied and starts with um, watching soap operas with my mom and continues on that trajectory to this day. So I'm pretty amped to fill this gap in my knowledge, even though I'm not like a vampire girl. That's okay. We're going to we're gonna get you on board. Uh, yeah, and my name is Arisa. I also live in Washington, D.C. I live pretty close to Sam. Hannah lives in St. Paul, so this is a remote podcast that we're doing. And I'm really happy that I brought this little trio together. I, I know Sam through an old coworker of mine, and I met Hannah through a mutual best friend who uh, we were in the wedding together. And uh, 
I picked my friends well, I feel like, and I, I think this is going to be a good dynamic between the three of us. And I, I couldn't believe neither of you had watched The Vampire Diaries. Sam, you said <laughs> Caroline has occasionally watched the show in front of you, but you didn't really <laughs> internalize anything, right? I, I have been in a room in which The Vampire Diaries is being shown. Um, but I, I, I don't think I could tell you a single character's name. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I don't know what season I watched. I don't know what episode I might in like four years be like, Oh shit. Yeah. I remember this. But probably not. I know we're probably going to be doing this for four years too. Cause um, <laughs> I also realized that when we were talking about what show we were going to do, I was like, I mean, it's seven seasons. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm sorry. Um, and then I realized that it's eight. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> eight seasons. It is. I mean, the last one is a little a, bit shorter. Oh my gosh. I have like a pretty like hard and fast rule that there are like no television shows that have ever needed more than a fifth season. So like, Eight. Eight. Wow. I know like, the last, on this. <laughs> the last like two or three don't have Nina Dobrev in them, do they? Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers for season seven. Correct. Um Nina, once she got through her first six year contract, um, decided that she was not gonna come back. But I think the way Good for came- her. I bet she just like hoed it up for like three years. Like good <laughs> good for her. Like use those good years. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll talk about it later, but I I think that she just, she got sick of playing a teenager, you know, but the way that they wrote her off, I thought was interesting. So we'll, we'll get to that in like 2022. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. I've got a hard stop in 2022. Just. uh... I'm going to force y'all to do as many episodes in the next three months as possible. We're going to double up and just run from one week at a time. Yeah. Outstanding. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. So, um, I think that in the future we'll be able to play the previous episodes like recap as well as promos, but given the nature of a pilot, I think the promo was like two minutes long. So we're not going to do that because a two minute promo kind of gives away the entire episode. (laughs) So I feel like there's no real reason for that, but um, I think we can talk a little bit about context as far as the creators of the show goes. Hannah, I know you're a fan of Dawson's Creek, and so you're probably familiar with Kevin Williamson's entire life story. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm familiar with his entire life story. I mean, beyond that, like, he based Dawson on himself, right? Like, that was his yeah. life story. I mean, like, if you, like, if your, like, fantasy version of yourself is Dawson Leary, I just, I don't really feel like I need to dive much deeper than that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the main difference is, is that Kevin Williamson is gay. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, he is gay. He didn't come out until his adulthood. And he did, in fact, date the girl next door for quite a long time. Uh, Kevin, wait, so was he out when Dawson's Creek was? Okay, no, we I can't get into this. (laughs) (laughs) He he was out when Dawson's Creek came about. Yeah. Okay. Um, he didn't become a celebrated screenwriter until he was about 30. Um, so he lived in North Carolina, kind of in like a fishing town. Um, I think his father was a seasonal fisherman, grew up pretty blue collar. I think he felt pretty isolated in that environment. Uh, he knew he wanted to be in Hollywood. He was obsessed with movies, just like Dawson. 
and then he moved to New York to try at acting. He got a job on Another World, but was not getting regular gigs. He tells a story about one night uh, in his apartment in New York, knowing that he had closed a window and then it was open and he just got real creeped out in this like creepy apartment building that he was living in. So he called a friend and they just started throwing back and forth stupid plot lines to horror movies. And that became the script for Scream. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. And so that was the first movie he sold. And he really like, I mean, I feel like at the time that changed the genre, right? That was like kind of upending the the horror movie genre. That was um, one of the first rated R movies I got to see. So that there's my marker of age. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think he was about 30 at that time. Um, And so he became like the hottest screenwriter, you know, every movie company wanted him scream like went through this crazy bidding war and i think at the time it became like the highest grossing slasher movie of all time um so then the next you know so he, he wrote like five screenplays in a few months and he just couldn't turn them out fast enough to sell and then the next you know tv project that he sold was dawson's creek and he just based it on himself and one of the things that i loved about dawson's creek was the halloween episodes and you could just see like his love of genre through some of those um, kitschy episodes that he did. And so, you know, years later, he kept doing all the screen movies. He kept doing I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, and then he tried to start a couple of pilots and they didn't take off or they got canceled within like three or five episodes. And then he, he had a partner who passed away. And he was grieving pretty hard. Oh, my God. I didn't know any of this about him. Yeah. Yeah. So this is fast forward to like 2008. Um, And he was having lunch in L.A. with a woman named Julie Pleck. She met him when she was Wes Craven's assistant on the set of Scream. So they'd known each other their entire like professional development. And she was 22 when she met him. And she was like, well, you just, you need to work. You need to get out of the funk. You need to work. And so, yeah, this was 2008. In September of 2008 was when uh, True Blood premiered. And then in November of 2008 is when Twilight, the movies started. So CW was looking to pick up a vampire show. And they said, Julie Pleck, we want you to develop this who do you want to work with? She said, I want to work with Kevin Williamson. So at this lunch, she's like, let's do this show. And he was like, no way I am not doing like vampires are done. It's saturated. There's no way. And then he read it and he thought, you know, this really is about like grief and this girl who mm-hmm. is trying to, you know, deal with the loss of her parents and, um, and how this person that she falls in love with, like shows her how to love how to live again. And so he said, okay, we're going to do it. And this was not too long after the WB became the CW and really became like a launch pad for them in their like new era. So that's kind of the context for the developers of the show. Um, To give a little context to the, to the books, uh, (laughs) the woman who wrote them, her name is Lisa Jane Smith. She was a former kindergarten teacher who had always wanted to write. Uh, Eventually, after like five years of teaching, she gave up teaching and just decided to write full time. And she wrote one book series that didn't do well. And The Vampire Diaries was her second book series. And this was in 1991. 
over the next five years, she put out 22 books that were all like YA book series in like the supernatural uh, genre. And then her brother got sick then her mother got sick and she didn't write for 10 years. And then after that, Twilight came out. She started getting a lot of letters from people after the show started, like you ripped off Twilight and she's uh, check the copyright date on my book. I haven't been writing for 20 years. Um, so uh, that's how that all kind of came together. Um, as far as jumping into the storyline, I, I didn't want to go through this in pure chronological order because I think there's a lot of really short scenes and it, it gets a little too like nitpicky. So I think we should kind of go by character and, and kind of the storylines, but you know, it's also really hard too, because as I was rewatching it this week, I realized that there isn't a lot of plot in this episode. Did <laughs> either mean, of you have that, that reaction? <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot of s- scene setting or like, you know, uh, I don't know what the word for it is, but exposition. Yeah. It's exposition, just like exposition yes. on exposition. Yeah. Yes. Like you're my brother. It's like, okay, <laughs> well now I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or like ever since mom died, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so mom died. Okay, cool, great, got it. Jeremy, don't you remember our parents died? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. Like their parents definitely died. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like yeah. he, like I, I also like got to the end of the episode and I was like, they said it so many times that like, were they actually vampired? Like, am I supposed to think that or not? Is that not a thing? Oh, that the parents? Yeah. Were the parents vampired? No. Like, are they vampires now? No. No. Okay. The parents okay. are dead. Okay. Yeah. This is why I can't watch, like, mysteries either. Because I'm like, oh, like, it's, it's, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. And I think um, the thing with, with vampire stories is that there's always, there's, like, different rules mm-hmm. in the super, there's different supernatural rules. Um, I did listen to, I was listening to some episode of someone, I can't remember, um, talking about season one of the Vampire Diaries and, um, they kept mistaking certain rules for like something that happened in Twilight or something that happened in Buffy. And I was like, no, you're, you're totally thinking of the wrong show. That's the other thing that's frustrating about listening to podcasts. You can't like scream back at them, you know, right? talking at you and making mistakes. A little frustrating. Yeah, uh, but like we won't make any mistakes. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, but I did think if we're talking about chronology, I I saw what was happening as the first scene was Stefan's kind of narration being really emo, and um, and then it cuts to the couple driving home in the fog, and that felt very much like I know what you did last summer. Yeah, like that felt very like classic horror movie, and like I also gotta say, like I'm very nervous about the show because I'm not like I'm not like a horror person. Like I don't like things that like jump at you, and like I don't like blood, and I'm worried about both of those things with the show yeah so kurt wonders sometimes my partner kurt he wonders sometimes why i watch the show because i refuse to watch horror movies <laughs> i don't watch any horror movies at all yeah. um i think this though this feels a little bit more 
genre. There is some blood, but it's, you know, it's like, it's vampires. It doesn't feel real to me. Yeah. And well, luckily they only have one type of jump scare that they do in the show where it's Elena uh, turns around and somebody's there. And yeah. they've they do that like six times in this episode. So yeah. I think if you just like learn the beats of the episode, you'll <laughs> you'll be like, oh yeah, she's gonna turn around. Like I'm not gonna have nightmares tonight. Like it's yeah. it's, it's like it's okay. Like I'm a big girl, but like I, I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't know it was gonna be quite so like jumpy. Like woo. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not always like that. I promise. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine if it is. Trying new things. 2020 2020 2020 goals um so elena i think is the a storyline if we're Mm -hmm. gonna divide things up um it starts out with her writing in her diary it's a new school year do you guys remember the first day of school didn't always feel fresh it's the day you wear your nicest outfit nicest outfit yeah it was always my birthday so what that sucks oh. <laughs> it, was, it was great i loved having my birthday be the first day of school really everyone, yeah because then everyone like wishes you a happy birthday and if anybody doesn't know you in that class they're like oh that's sam it's his birthday oh it was great very clever it was a great icebreaker yeah okay that makes a lot of sense I recommend so that. all of these all these fresh-faced like 30 year olds are headed to school yes and they are going to, like, get wished happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't ask which birthday. <laughs> so Elena decides, you know, I've been grieving since spring and it's a new day at school. Dear diary, today will be different. It has to be. I will smile and it will be believable. My smile will say, I'm fine. Thank you. Yes, I feel much better. I will no longer be the sad little girl who lost her parents. I will start fresh. Be someone new. It's the only way I'll make it through. We quickly established that her brother is grieving very differently. He's dealing drugs in school. Uh, He's sleeping with an older girl. Oh, good for him. (laughs) Who doesn't want much to do with him. Um, Jeremy is not dealing very well. And they have been left in the care of Aunt Jenna, who is quite young. She's a grad student and doesn't seem very organized. She's like, toast and coffee and here's money. and I got to go meet my advisor. She's uh, that actress. She's actually younger than a bunch of the high schoolers, like in real life. Uh, She's yeah, I believe I believe that she looked really young. Also, yeah. and maybe maybe the show will expound on this, but is it a college town? Like, is there a university? She has an oh. advisor, but I like it's, it's also <laughs> like a small town that everybody knows where everybody lives. Like, are there so, other references to that? So I, I'm glad you asked this, Sam. Um, I am too. <laughs> so Mystic Falls, which I think is another character on the show. Uh, the town is very much the center of the show. Um, in the books, this town was called Fells Church. Oh, it's not as good. Mystic Falls is incredible. That's a perfect yeah. name. It's a great name. But Sam will know, us being from Northern Virginia, there is a town just outside of D.C. 
uh, in Northern Virginia called Falls Church. And Sam, you said your grandparents were in Arlington, right? It's like yeah. literally bordering Falls Church. Yeah. Um, I grew up in v- in Vienna, which also is bordering Falls Church, basically. Uh, it's very much suburbs. I think Mystic Falls is supposed to be more central Virginia. Yeah. Um, but in an area of Virginia where, you know, it's probably close to tech. It's probably close to JMU. It's, it's you know, Virginia's yeah. got a million little colleges, so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely got, like, an Appalachian, like, mindset from the show. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere off the Shenandoahs or something. Yeah. 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 So we meet uh, Bonnie and Caroline, the, the besties, and very quickly establish Bonnie's drunk grandma's telling her that she's psychic. So Rams is telling me I'm psychic. Our ancestors were from Salem, which isn't all that. I know. Crazy, but she's going on and on about it. And I'm like, put this woman in a home already. But then I started thinking, I predicted Obama and I predicted Heath Ledger. And I still think Florida will break off and turn into little resort islands. Kind of alluding to the fact that Bonnie is a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, allude is like doing a lot of work there. Like <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't quite that subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I appreciated that. It's a pilot. It's mm-hmm. exposition time. Yeah. And I think they established all of that in like the first three minutes. Oh yeah, we just it's talked like about. Yeah. you get in, and it's like, oh, this one's a witch, and that one's parents died. So yeah. let's roll. Yeah, that one's young. That one's doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Uh, and then uh, Caroline, who is quite type A, uh, is kind of the third bestie. I think in this episode, they're establishing that like Caroline's closer to Bonnie, Elena's closer to Bonnie, and they're not necessarily as close to each other, I think is the dynamic that I picked up at least. Wait, which one was Caroline? Blonde one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The tall blonde yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Elena's kind of making her way through the day. She accuses her brother of being stoned at school uh, in the men's bathroom. And as she stumbles out, the ultimate Vampire Diaries meet cute of her running into Stefan. And he's very confused what she was doing in the boys' bathroom. Can I, can I just pause on the boys' bathroom? My favorite line from that scene is when the brother's like, tells uh, Elena to chill herself. Great. It's the first day of school and you're stoned. <laughs> no, I'm not. Where is it? Is it on you? Stop, all right? You need to chill yourself, all right? Chill myself? What is that, stoner talk? Dude, you were so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's 40-year-olds writing dialogue for high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, chill myself, yeah. He did look pretty stoned. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was. Like, he looked like he took a Vicodin. He put it in the eye drops. So, like, that's how you know. That's how you know someone's, like, really, like, like, uh uh-oh. Stoner time. I don't know if you guys heard it, because it was kind of background dialogue, but the reason why she goes after Jeremy into the boys' bathroom is you hear someone off camera, like, a dude says, Hey, Jeremy, great batch, man. <laughs> Am I supposed to believe that Jeremy's like putting pills, like he's making pills? Like he's cutting that's... ecstasy or something? What am I supposed to believe with that? That's the question I had. When did this come out? Like the early aughts or 10s? 2000... Or... 2009. 2009. 2009. Yeah. So I don't know. What was the hot drug that year? <laughs> I don't, but I don't think 16 year old boys were making pills. Like, he gave Vicky pills. Well, I guess yeah. it, I mean, is it in Appalachia or is it not? 
if we're just gonna throw some it is supposed to be ge- central virginia yeah like yeah. some geographic stereotypes around let's just face some facts here <laughs> this is actually a show about the opioid crisis and <laughs> vampires are a metaphor for the sacklers oh god you're so smart yeah <laughs> we're off to a great start i'm uh, i'm writing my thesis on it <laughs> So, yes, then the meet cute, um, which is just awkward stepping in the same direction and realizing that the other person's really cute, I guess. Uh, they make it through the day, and then Elena takes her journal, and I guess this is how she's withdrawing. She's spending time in the graveyard, writing in her diary, hanging out with her parents. Normal. Yep. Normal I mean, stuff. That's dark. I just really appreciate that she has a journal and I hope it doesn't go away as a narrative device because I really appreciate it. Do you like the journal narr- uh, narration? I love, the, I love the journal. Like, I mean, what does she start off with? It's like, I'm going to breathe in today. And I'm like, yeah, like, write that down. You're going to, like, memories are special, as that guy says. Like, <laughs> you don't want to forget them. You don't want to forget something like that. Yeah. Uh, I love the journal. And at the end, I, when they're both writing in their journals and they're like, oh, completing God. each other's sentences. Oh, Mama yes. Mia Pizza Pie. I love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. What were you going to say, Sam? Uh, I was, yeah, I, I had no idea. And as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, of course. I had no idea that like diaries were actually a prominent part of the show. And I don't know if they keep this. Oh, my God. Throughout. I didn't even make that connection until now. <laughs> <laughs> When she was like writing a diary, I was like, "Oh, it's that—that's the vampire diary." <laughs> like it's like when they say the name of a show, you know, movie in the movie. Like it's yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed that. I yeah, really hope that that yeah. remains a narrative device. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's no better way to narrate Stefan's emo ness than him reading his diary. So yes. I'll just say that. Why is he so sad? Oh, He's that's pro- we'll probably we'll probably figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like it's from we'll find out. He is a brooding emo vampire. Wait, uh, so uh, Arisa, you're like a vampire lore person, right? Like you're someone we can ask vampire questions to. Um, so I have read some Anne Rice. Okay, I read Twilight. Okay, I think I watched the first two seasons of True Blood. And I did not watch Buffy. I tried. I didn't like it. Oh. I know. Oh. I know. Oh. <laughs> I know. It is controversial. Hot take well, express. Jo- so- jo- Joss Whedon's canceled now. So Yeah, that's, we, that's can't, fine. we can't do that podcast anyways. And like yeah. the thing, yeah. like that wasn't what we started with. <laughs> Certainly there's nothing bad about any character on this show. So we're <laughs> <Nope>. good. Um, <laughs> uh, what I was going to ask was like, so Stefan, 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 he's 176. Is that young in vampire years? I would imagine like 176 is like being a baby in eternity, you know? He's right? nowhere close to the oldest vampire that we will meet. Okay. 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 Oh, oh a really? Oh, I can't wait to be a really old one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you will. Um. Oh, well, and as far as lore goes, I thought the bit when he was standing outside her house and she says, uh, oh, you don't have to stand out there, but 
the idea that vampires must be invited in is a rule in Vampire Diaries. Mm, mm -hmm. So since she didn't actually say, do you want to come in or actually invited him in? She just said, uh, you don't have to stand there. Mm. And so he awkwardly was, he's, "Uh, uh, I'm okay. (laughs) Poor guy. She was playing hard to get. It was such a good moment. Yeah. (laughs) She knew. She knew in that moment he was a vampire. And she was like, "Mm, I'm going to play him hot and cold. Hot and cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope you say that a lot on the show. Um, So she takes him to the grill. Poor Matt, ex-boyfriend Matt, who I think is the Ryan Atwood of the show with the very, very blue eyes. Oh, God. Beautiful. Do you remember him from Friday Night Lights? Absolutely not. Who is he? Uh, Zach Rorig played the rodeo guy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he actually auditioned, Zach Rorig auditioned for a bunch of uh, parts on this show and ended up wanting to play Matt because he wanted to play a nice guy for once. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was sweet. Um, but I thought it was very gracious of him when he was kind of bitching and moaning and saying he's he's sad about elena not wanting to be with him anymore she broke up with me i can't call her and bonnie says you know just give her some time and then she walks in with stefan on her arm and like i think the entire restaurant stopped and looked at them felt so high school i thought it was like an aggressive move for him to immediately go up and like introduce himself i think he was trying to be nice that's what i got off of it yeah i just i was like oh he's okay yeah all right yeah so it's a good move (laughs) it was kind of awkward too because i'm matt nice to meet you hi stefan hey (laughs) (laughs) it's really sad (laughs) hi hey what my cat sounds like before he throws up (laughs) so at the grill jeremy also is asking vicky why she won't pay attention and we find out that uh they've been sleeping together all summer and uh she doesn't want anyone to know hey what's your deal i mean summer you act one way and then school starts and you can't be bothered look jeremy i really appreciate all the pharmaceuticals but you can't keep following me around like a lost puppy when's the last time you had sex with a puppy oh my god my favorite line like can we make that our like (laughs) sign off or something like that was the best the best delivery and just the best like spit take line i I love i gasped i gasped on my couch i was like oh Tyler and Vicky are making eyes at the table. Please tell me you're not hooking up with my sister. I'm not hooking up with your sister. You're such a dick. I like those three as a trio. I like their dynamic. I think they're funny. I I anytime I see these kind of like sibling relationships on TV, I get deeply, deeply uncomfortable because I just do not have like that comfortable of a relationship with my brother and nor do any of my friends. So anytime like I hear about like siblings doing like sex talk, I'm just like, ah, ah. how close in age are you to your brother? Uh, three years younger. Okay. Yeah. 
Sam, are you friends with your sister's friends or vice versa? Uh, so my sister's like four years older than me. So not really. I mean, we were never in like the same school together. So it was always kind mm-hmm. of a, uh, you know, mutual uh, uh, distance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tyler is the literal worst. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is he just an asshole to Jeremy the, the entire time, but he almost rapes Vicky, right? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, that whole scene, like, takes a turn. Why is anyone in this group friends with him? He's terrible. No, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I, I guess he's supposed to be the cool, popular jock, and he's cute. I guess some guys get away with that. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he's developed as a character, because I feel like he's just awful in this episode, but I imagine that they're going to, like, make him interesting and keep him around, you know, during the show, so you're not just, like this guy is the worst, but I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll talk predictions later. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find the line of like how much I want to allude to future seasons versus how much I want you all to, uh, see everything fresh. I guess I'll, I'll develop <laughs> that balance as, as we go. Yeah. I mean, like, don't tell me everything, but like, you can tell me some things, but don't tell me everything. Um, he does go through a lot of, a lot of evolution over time. Uh, and then, so they're at the party out in the falls and Stefan and Elena are getting to know each other better. Elena's telling her sob story. Stefan's yeah, they're getting sweet. to know each other better. All right. <laughs> they don't kiss in this episode though, do they? No. no, because doesn't, I, uh, I guess I have another vampire question. Like I read, I read like half a Twilight and like. From what I recall, it was like kissing really drives him like pretty crazy. Is that like a thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that they're like we saw like when Stefan saw Elena bleeding at the graveyard, um, the bloodlust kind of does manifest in their face, right? Like the thing happens with their eyes and uh, you can tell when they feel bloodthirsty. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that there is some of that like temptation just being around humans, but it seems to me like Stefan's got a pretty good handle on it. He's mm-hmm. able to like go to high school and interact with people and not necessarily want to rip into someone's throat. That's nice. That's a nice quality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caroline gets very drunk and throws herself at Stefan. Hey, there you are. Have you been down to the falls yet? Because they are really cool at night. You know, I can show you if you want. I think you've had too much to drink. <laughs> well, of course I have. <laughs> so, Caroline, you and me, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's very awkward. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, he is a handsome, handsome man. He is a very, like, I had always seen, you know, like, press shots of him, um, you know, because I'm a person who lives in the world. Um, but, like, yeah, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I see it. Let's go. I mean, arguably, this entire cast is pretty still. Oh, looking. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I was re-watching the episode last week, and... 
I said out loud with Kurt in the room, I said, I think this is the best looking cast on television ever. And he, he turned and looked at me. <laughs> he was so disappointed that something so superficial would come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whatever, this is CW. They were literally going for that. That's fine. like, that's the point. Uh, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay yeah. to acknowledge beauty in the world. Yeah. You know, uh, I will say just as someone who was, I think the exact age of the main characters, in this at the time <laughs> uh not you know not realistic uh we were, we were much more attractive uh oh, okay. we did a lot more drugs um <laughs> and uh our vampires uh were were somehow hotter i don't i don't i don't i don't, I don't get it but so just not realistic enough for you the glam factor. you know that's the northern virginia yeah. versus central virginia kind of thing <laughs> We're just always a little bit better. <laughs> I mean, it, all the money it. in Virginia is in Northern Virginia. Exactly. So. <laughs> oh, we sound like terrible people, Sam. <laughs> I can't wait to look these up later on. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast is going to be very regionally. Uh, There's going to be a lot of, you know people from vienna walk like this but people from you know springfield walk like this i'm fine with that i'm i'm like as a midwesterner i'm like really into that kind of stuff so (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you don't if you don't live Uh, in the dmv uh this this podcast is not for you turn it off right now delete it don't recommend it sorry yeah we are being very isolationist yeah um i mean it's like i think i'm doing a pretty good job of representing uh minnesota and that's it (laughs) well we won't talk about coastal elites in the flyover states (laughs) (laughs) no that's the other one surrounding us msp is a hub city you have to like land there so like we're not flyover we're layover country like come take a three-day weekend (laughs) You know, I, like that's I was our there vibe. last summer. I had a great time. Yeah, it's like you know, don't you don't have to like make a big deal out of it. But like, if you're around, like there's there's some stuff to see. I can't wait to come back. I'm sure I have a work conference there soon. So outstanding. <laughs> oh boy, where are we at in this episode? Sorry. Uh, so Tyler almost raped rapes Vicky. Oh yeah, um, that's why we got off that topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is then walking by herself. She gets attacked. And I, I swear to God, the score in the background, it sounded just like the score from Twilight. Uh, <laughs> like it's, I feel like it's almost a direct ripoff. And I, I feel like reading interviews from that time, they were trying to not let it look like Twilight. But I swear to God, that, that score sounds just like Twilight. Um, and so Vicky gets attacked. Jeremy finds her. She gets carted off to the hospital. And that's when Stefan realizes that there's another vampire, like the couple that got <laughs> killed in the beginning. Was like spread all over the news that his uncle came, his quote unquote uncle came and accused him of killing. Like at that, at no point was he worried that there was another vampire in town, and now he's worried. And he goes home, and we finally see Damon in the last like ten minutes of the episode. Um, they really held the suspense out. Damon's a big part of the books, and they they really held it to the end. Did the bit about the crow in the fog? that Damon was controlling that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sam, did you get it? I obviously, like... Did I get 
that that that, that was somebody. I thought. Did you get that? Like the crow was made from the fog, or what was it? The fog is the crow. They're the same. They Damon is controlling both. Oh, he's controlling. Yeah, I I guess, and I don't know if this was intentional, but I I I felt like they were playing it in the beginning of the episode that that was Stefan was like the crow was controlling the crow in the fog because he shows up in the cemetery right when that's happening. And so you're like, oh, that's just Stefan. Like that's how he manifests or whatever. Um, but then it's not, it's, it's the other guy. So I don't know. Yeah. That's the twist at the end. The the crow flies into the, into Stefan's room and he says, the crow's a little bit much, don't you think? Yeah. And then Dale oh, says, wait I... till you see what I can do with the fog. I didn't. I didn't follow any any of that. I was just like, "Oh, that's those are just like stylistic choices." Am I yeah. too dumb for this show? No, no absolutely no. not. <laughs> absolutely not. And I will say this: this is the maybe not the last time you see the crow, but um, so there are there's powers that vampires have in the books that they will not have in the show. The pilot is a standalone because they were trying to put as much from the books in the pilot as possible in order to sell the show. Mm -hmm. And it was so expensive trying to deal with the fog. They had an animatronic crow and then they had a real crow and all that was terrible. So I think you might see the crow one more time in like episode two or three, but like that's it. And then most of the rules from the books get dropped after this episode. So there won't be any more of this like confusing outside of the, the vampire controlling things outside of its own body. Like that doesn't become a, a thing. Does he, does, do they maintain that like Jedi hand wave of like, I am supposed <laughs> to be going to this school that that woman, like the, yes. they have that. Okay. Yeah. Stefan was compelling the secretary in the yeah. beginning. Oh, and I also thought like, I, until Stefan like was sitting in a desk, like sitting awkwardly at a desk because he's a full grown man. Like <laughs> I-, I thought, like this whole. Okay, hold on. Let me th- start this thought over again so it's complete. So when I first saw Stefan go in and he did his hand wave, I thought he was trying to like get into the school because he was like a f- he was a full grown man and he was trying to sneak in the school. Like I didn't realize it was like oh because like I want to. I thought he was just like trolling for like teenage like pussy, and I was like, "Am I supposed to root for this guy?" But I guess kind of he is. He's like 176 years old. I see. This is why I can't get down with vampires. It's like weird old shit. Like what is happening? So he was compelling her because he didn't have like immunization records or transcripts from his last school. Because he's anti-vax. Oh. <laughs> he's an anti-vaxxer yeah. well then we definitely shouldn't be rooting for this guy for pete's sake what an anti-hero <laughs> oh god i know that's the, the problem i guess this is how you're able to get through life though because like you could compel someone to give you immunization records yeah but well, like why does he want to be in the high school like because he wants to get close to this girl it's like she's way too young for him like find right, someone so- your own age so when Damon comes to his room, and this is where some actual exposition of the storyline comes in, he says, Took my breath away, Elena. She's a dead ringer for Catherine. Is it working, Stefan? 
Being around her, being in her world, does it make you feel alive? She's not. Catherine. Well, let's hope not. We both know how that ended. Earlier, we had seen Stefan open a book and took out a picture. I think the date in it said some date in the 1800s. And the girl in the picture looked just like Elena. Mm -hmm. And the name on it is, is Catherine. But we don't know yet why Elena and Catherine look exactly alike. So I think what we're supposed to uh, accept is that Stefan saw Elena living in Mystic Falls and Mm -hmm. has to figure out why she looks like Catherine. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I bet there's probably a reason why isn't there. I think so. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm settling in folks. So what's the, and I don't really want to know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it. Um, What's the relationship to of the uncle guy? Because he's like the hot uncle, and he, but then he calls Stefan Uncle Stefan. Oh yeah, 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 and that was supposed to be like a moment, yeah. right? We were supposed to read that as like oh. a ooh, <laughs> this older man <laughs> is calling him uncle, <laughs> which is weird. But anyway. So you don't want to know? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. I'm just. Oh, do do we find out? Do we find out? There will be more exposition in episode two. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. If we find out, then like, let's just wait. Let's just yeah. Um, and the next thing they establish, Damon says, you know, when's the last time you had something stronger than a than a squirrel? So now we know that he is like Edward. Stefan doesn't drink from humans. Mm-hmm. He's out eating squirrels and bunnies. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Damon kicks his ass mm-hmm. pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, manages to take his ring. That also establishes the fact that the ring lets him walk around in the sunlight. So that's another vampire rule that exists in this universe. Oh, I had a question about this one, too. I thought it was just like they go to sleep during the sun. T- like they die in the sun. They die. I thought it was just like, oh, night night. Yeah, no, they they die in the sun. Oh, shit. Well, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. But Stefan and Damon both have rings. They don't sparkle in the sun? Oh, okay. Got they it. don't sparkle in the sun. <laughs> no sparkly vampires in the show. <laughs> uh, so that sets up the brothers and uh, kind of the, the, uh, the dynamic between the two feuding brothers. And then we kind of wrap up the episode... Caroline is at the grill bitching about Elena. She doesn't even try. And he just picks her. And she's always the one that everyone picks for everything. And I try so hard. And I'm never the one. It's not a competition, Caroline. Yeah, it is. Uh, Vicky wakes up in the hospital and says, vampire. Vampire. (laughs) Uh, Damon is sitting in the grill and is kind of giving Caroline the the sexy eyes. He must be like 40, right? In this show. Because that is like, that's the creepiest part is when he's like smiling and you can tell he's like got a lot of makeup on. I just was physically uncomfortable with that scene creepy right which i guess is the point but i think it was creepier than even they intended it to be than they Mm -hmm. intended i think they were still trying to get their their bearings on what the show is supposed to look like um so we cut to stefan and elena writing in their diaries dear diary 
I couldn't have been more wrong. I thought that I could smile and nod my way through it. Pretend like it would all be okay. Some things we don't talk about do I had a plan. I wanted to change who I was. Create a life as someone new. Someone without the past. Without the pain. Someone alive. Finishing each other's sentences from across town. They're vampire diaries. Vampire diaries. Um, and then I thought it was cute, the closing scene. He he comes to the house to check on Elena, and they say a bunch of sweet, meaningless words that provide no context for anything. <laughs> and then she says, well, it's warmer inside the house. We can talk. Would you like to come in? And so she invites him in. And he feels, uh, I think he does, as Damon said, feel like he's alive. He, he, he feels a little bit uh, more human than he normally does. He doesn't feel like he's hiding in the shadows. He's connecting with a human girl that he wants to get to know. And scene. And then he winks, uh, the biggest wink you've ever seen, just right at the camera. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's true blood, Hannah. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay, so we got through. Um, I was trying to do a little bit of research on the interwebs of what people were talking about the mm-hmm. night the show aired. As you guys know, I used to run a Days of Our Lives message board. So message boards in the late aughts, uh, kind of my home. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, I, when you said that, I respected you so much. Cause I was like, oh yeah. Like there's just something special about someone who spent their time on a message board for a long time. Like I get it. I feel it. And like organizing community. Yeah. <laughs> Fan forum doc. I guess maybe this was VampireDiaries.net's fan forum. Um, That's where I think most people were kind of talking at the time. And I'm not going to read the posts because it's a lot of, it's a lot of rambling, but um, a lot of the opinion was that the Stefan and Elena stuff happened too fast. Uh, They really wanted more, more buildup. And I think a lot of these folks, you know, watching the pilot the night that it aired probably were book readers (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, they, they knew the books. And so they really uh, just kind of talked about how happy they were to see Damon in real life, that Ian Somerhalder was really, really hot, um, really like Jeremy and Damon and thought that the Stefan and Elena stuff was boring. Um, I think it's a little, uh, it's the pilot. I feel like you got to give them <laughs> an episode or two, um, but is what it is. There was definitely more like in this episode than I thought. I like I I was pretty skeptical going in, just putting all my cards on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was more that like I was like, oh okay, maybe I would follow that thread than um, I think I had anticipated previously. Um, I did like I do like like the story building around like the town. Um, that teacher is a fucking dick it's literally the only note i took was like this guy sucks i also like that his his teaching style was like uh on the board he just wrote a really long paragraph 
It's like, who, who fucking teaches that way? Like, let me just like write the first page of this book about some battle. And, and he's asking the kids, like how many people died in this battle? Like, aren't you supposed to teach them that? Right. Yeah. Like, how do you expect them to just know? Well, yeah. And is it just like, is that like how, I don't, it's been a while since I've been in a classroom, but like, I feel like when I was in a classroom, it wasn't just like rapid fire, like what year was the war? Like it was more like, like, like read that section or like, what did you think about this? It's like, if you're going to read a book, you would talk about the book and not necessarily like recite facts from the book. So the whole scene with Mr. Tanner, the battle of Willow Creek took place right at the end of the war in our very own mystic falls. How many casualties resulted in this battle? Miss Bennett. Um, a lot. I'm not sure, but like a whole lot. Cute becomes dumb in an instant, Miss Bennett. Mr. Donovan, would you like to take this opportunity to overcome your embedded jock stereotype? It's okay, Mr. Tanner. I'm cool with it. Hmm. Elena, surely you can enlighten us about one of the town's most significantly historical events? I'm sorry, I, I don't know. I was willing to be lenient last year for obvious reasons. Elena, but the personal excuses ended with summer break. Who would say that to a 16 year old girl? It's crazy. So while I was watching this scene, it was, it, I immediately thought about uh, Kevin Williamson and, you know, he and Julie Pleck wrote the first two episodes. And so Hannah, as someone who watched Dawson's Creek, you remember the very stereotyped tropey asshole teachers that were on Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah. Well, and I also like I was (laughs) I was also a big Lois Duncan fan in my day. So like when Kevin Williamson did the like teaching Mrs. Tingle Mm -hmm. the movie, like with Katie Holmes, it was like, (laughs) yep, that's that's for me. That's for me and exclusively me. So there's a teacher in Kevin Williamson's past who I think the quote that I read was at some point he wrote a story and she said, literally, yours is a voice that the world should not hear. Okay. Well, you know what? At some point, you also have to, like, let go of shitty teachers. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it so comes through in like... everything he writes. He always writes some really one-dimensional, shitty asshole teacher. Yeah. Everything he does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was you know definitely what? Kevin Williamson's scene right there. Fucking teachers are our future. Like, let's... Let's let's get real. I know. We don't need to, like, give students an excuse to hate all teachers. There's a lot of great, hardworking teachers out there. Yeah. Um, but I think that's another aspect of Kevin Williamson's universes of, like, the kids are all really independent and don't have a lot of adult supervision. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you just have to do that in order to make the show work. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, like, if you, like, watch, like, old kids' shows, too, it's like, what, like, why are you able to ride your tricycle all the way across the country? Like, <laughs> isn't anyone looking for you? To go play a Nintendo tournament somewhere? <laughs> right. Like, come on. Uh, any other random thoughts anyone had? Hmm. Write down in your notes. Uh, I did, like, who's the best friend, uh, Brooke or uh, Bonnie? Bonnie. Um, Bonnie. Just, like, she had a classic like pilot line there's no way i'm psychic but whatever i saw or i think i saw 
have this feeling. Bonnie, what? That it's just the beginning. <laughs> I was like, I can, I, I, I don't know if I saw the promo on the CW at you know on a Thursday night in 2009, but I feel like it was that was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, they left just like fucking yeah. cold on the floor. <laughs> Another bit that was definitely for the promos is when Stefan and Elena meet in the graveyard. I'm Elena. I'm Stefan. I know. We have history together. Yeah. A little double entendre there. Mm. I appreciated that. And then, mm. um, I also appreciated uh, Bonnie at the beginning of the episode. She sees Stefan's back and she's like, it's a hot back. I <laughs> like, he's wearing a leather jacket. You can't see his back. Um, but she says, <laughs> I, I see Seattle and he plays the guitar. And at the end of the episode, when Damon says, you really didn't pull off that 90s grunge look. I was like, so Stefan was in Seattle in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Very like good. Actually, actually, I liked good. a couple lines that were very obviously written by like Gen Xers that know, speaking as someone who was 17 in 2009. Uh, would never say like Bonnie refer- refers to uh, the ex-boyfriend as being like mopey and listening to Air Supply's greatest hits, which is a band <laughs> that I had to look up <laughs> to understand that reference. <laughs> so Bonnie definitely didn't understand that reference. And then she also, uh, it, it's all Bonnie's lines. I don't know why they give them to her, but she also has a line after the party when everyone's like winding down. She's like, we're going to go mainline some coffee, which is also something that 17 year olds don't say. <laughs> maybe, maybe central Virginia 17 year olds. I don't know. There were just like a lot of lines like that, that just made me kind of like yeah. generally feel like gross. Like I was just like, I just don't like the way that sounds. Please don't do it again. And then I have one. I, I was just looking back at my notes. I have one that uh, bothered me where he's after the party, Stefan's running back to his house and you see him running. But in like every other scene in the show, it's implied that he's like super fast and he can sneak up on people. And yet you see him like (laughs) jogging to his house. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you speed running? So, yeah. The other thing I'll say is there was that one shot of him jumping to the ground from the roof. Mm, Yeah. It's like that wire work. Oh yeah. 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 Um, they only do wire work in the pilot episode. Um, okay. I was just... going to say, like, the wire work also, like, it was like, well, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how far wire work has come in the last, like, 10 years, but I was like, I feel like I can see exactly where, like, it's like, you're getting pulled here, and I'm going to yoink ya. Yeah. Like, you can find the points. Yeah. It does not look good. It's not great. It's not <laughs> great. It's not great. It does not look good. It could be better. Uh, one of the posts that I saw on IMDb about the pilot episode, the guy, he critiques, it's not terrible, blah, blah, blah. This is everyone look at the cadaver Crombie and Fitch model. I thought the soundtrack and the score was kind of crap. Some really cheesy dialogue. And then he says, there's a line spoken in this episode. I was impressed. 
I give a six. You missed on style, but I was pleasantly surprised. That quote happens to exactly sum up my thoughts on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Clever internet guy. His, his username is Fallon Timberlake 2016. So you'd love thanks, to see it. Fallon Timberlake 2016. Um, <laughs> I think it's too early to do a lot of predictions because there wasn't a lot of plot. Unless you have thoughts. I think Elena doesn't make it all eight seasons. So I just want to put that on the record. Um, I don't know. I felt like I spent a lot of the time, like I said, like I can't watch like mysteries either because I just get too caught up in like trying to catch something that I totally lose focus on like what's happening in front of me. So I feel like I spent a lot of the time being like, that one's a goner. You're done. You're finished. Who did you, um, who did you have a thought about? Everyone except for the, like the top three billings. So <laughs> I don't feel like I can make an accurate. This is a roundabout way of me saying I can't make an accurate prediction for I shit right now. <laughs> I don't know, Sam. You seem like a like you might have like some psychic powers. Like, did your grandmother ever tell you you're like psychic? Yes. First <laughs> to get that out of the way. Yes, she did. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like and and. Maybe I've benefited from uh, subconsciously absorbing some of this, so I apologize if I'm like predicting things that I actually know. But I feel like in a show like this where it's eight seasons and you have to keep it like interesting, I feel like everyone's going to turn out to be like a vampire or a witch, which is pretty telegraphed, or like everybody has some history. So even like I was curious about like every minor character because if they had a line, I was like they're going to be like a werewolf in season six or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm finding myself trying to like pick up a lot of things. So then I yeah. can be like, Ooh, I called it instead of just like letting it wash over yeah. me. Um, I'm taking it far too seriously <laughs> as you guys can tell. I want you to, I'm going to get you there. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll develop that later. Um, okay. Who wins? Who sucks? Who, who did you, have an affinity towards during this episode that's a good question sam you go first that's a good question uh you know jeremy definitely seems like a guy that you want to root for even though he's kind of a sad sack in this episode i I definitely had an affinity for him as well as being a younger brother um stefan obviously the show seems to want you to root for him uh i'm a little worried that he's like too much of a wimp to stand up to his brother that was kind of disappointing but i guess that's also the point of the show um and uh bonnie i like i like bonnie a lot she seemed interesting so so jeremy or bonnie oh i have to pick one you gotta pick one sam you have to pick one oh you have to pick one putting one name down Uh, you can only pick one jeremy it's, there's no rank choice. Okay, I'm gonna on I'm gonna caucus podcast. Uh, for that's uh, topical. This is a political podcast. Um, yes, pod pod save Mystic Falls. Um, I'm gonna go with Jeremy because he he nails the sex with a puppy line, and you know he's got my vote. Do you know who that is? No, the guy that plays Jeremy. His name is Stephen R. McQueen. He is Steve McQueen's grandson. 
What? what? Really? No. That guy is not Steve McQueen. That guy? That is Steve McQueen's grandson. Oh, well, That is Hollywood royalty right there. Damn. Well, that tells me that the planet deserves to burn, so that's, that's fine. That's why they gave him the greatest line. You gotta give the McQueen... Oh, that's true. <laughs> you gotta give him some, some meat to sink his teeth exactly. into. <laughs> Alright, Sam, who sucks? Who sucks? Uh, I hate Damon. I hate his middle part. I hate his leather jacket. I hate his. <laughs> I hate his way that he like goes after uh, Stefan's like style, even though he is clearly like wearing trendy clothes and looks like he's from like Supernatural or some other like late aughts show. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, fuck Damon. Damon. Fuck David. <laughs> Hannah, how about you? Um, I so I will also echo that like I have an affinity towards Bonnie, but like I also can't articulate why. So like she's I just want to give her an honorable mention, but she's not gonna be my pick. Um my pick is gonna be that like <laughs> the vampire who is like the nephew of Stefan. <laughs> so he's not a vampire, he's a human. Hey, oh, he's a human? Yeah. Oh, that's even more fun. Yeah, I'm going to pick him just because, like, I want to see where that goes. Uncle Zach. Uncle Zach. Wait, but he's not the uncle. He's the nephew. Because Stefan calls him his uncle because he yeah. needs an adult to live with. Oh, God. God, that's... It's so hot. Um, I just can't wait to see where it goes. Um, and then, uh, who sucks? Oh, God, I can only pick one. Uh um i'm i'm gonna go with with damon too i just like i really fucking hate his face (laughs) (laughs) and he was so rude and like he like like messed up that whole fucking house like probably didn't offer to put things back like get out of here nobody invited you how did you even get into this house (laughs) I know he's so nosy. He's just walking around picking up Stefan's like journals and books and shit. He's so rude. Um, Okay. And I think for me, I just think Bonnie is the cutest. And I liked her, the actress's name. She's Kat Graham. Um, I just thought she was very earnest in this episode as as an actress, you know? Uh She really was like leading into the kind of boy crazy oh haha my grandma tells me i'm psychic i'm gonna lean into this really dumb dialogue and just own it and i I thought Mm -hmm. she did a great job and for who sucks i think i gotta go with tyler yeah (laughs) yeah that's fair damon's damon's pretty terrible but like and i mean i think we're supposed to assume at this point that damon's the one that killed the couple in the beginning Oh, are we not supposed to assume that? I think we are supposed to assume that. Yeah, are, but are but we should we not assume that? I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in coming episodes. Um, <laughs> but I think that there's still some more. Like, there's a lot of question marks around Damon, and I feel like there's zero question marks around Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> like fair. he's just a piece of shit. That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> um, okay, so pilot episode does this suck what's your rating for the episode out i think we decided we're gonna do out of 10, 10 right oh are we are we rating oh. we're gonna rate hmm can i go first of course um i'm gonna say 
I'm going to say like a, a six out of 10. Um, mostly because, I mean, I, I was interested in a lot of the storylines like that definitely drew, drew me in the, some of the cheesy things were just like too, they even felt like earlier than late aughts. Like they felt like early aughts, like cheesy. Um, but, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm going to keep watching. Definitely. I would, I would, t- I would tune in even if I wasn't, uh, contractually obligated to. <laughs> I think I, I do need to send over the contracts to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, how about you? I would go with about a seven. Um, like I said, it um, it surprised me by how much like I liked it. It surprised me um, that like I was like, ooh, like gotta wait and watch another one of these. Like I'm pretty ready to go. Um, so that was nice. Um, I actually like really also, I love the cheesy, like I, like I can just like burrow down in that and like wrap myself up in it. Um, so I, I really like that part quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't really like like spooky jumpy parts. Um, but yeah, I think seven, seven is like a C, C's good degrees. There we go. That's great. I will say, uh, users on tv.com rated this episode an eight. Mm. And users on IMDb rated this episode a six. Correct. I should probably put that in context to the rest of the season, but I haven't done that yet. So, well, it's yeah. good to know that like we're on par with the professionals. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm also gonna give it a seven. Um, I think that if it was a show that was not one of my favorites, uh, then maybe I'd bring it down a little bit but i i mean you guys know my obsession with kevin williamson and i see his like writing style in it so i i can Mm -hmm. lean back in that um and feel comforted it again to me it feels like the creator of scream and the creator of dawson's creek made another show and this is what it is so I, i i revel in that as well um and again there's no real plot to this episode is just establishing the universe and if that's the job that they planned to accomplish I think that they did uh and they did it pretty quickly again when I was re-watching tonight to prep the show format I uh they like established so many main characters in the first three minutes and I just thought all that writing was was really tight um I will say that the pilot was filmed in Vancouver and then once it got mm. picked up, they moved to Atlanta and the show films in Georgia. So all of the sets that you see um, are different from episode two moving forward. It's very minute changes. I think they found like the right houses and the right like locations to look similar to the pilot. But um, they're, they're working on a completely different budget from episode two moving forward for the rest of the season. So again, there's no more wire work. There's no more of the fog. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are going to be different. So uh, I, I think that if I was going to rate it in context to the rest of the episode, I might rate it a little lower, but in the context of just like, how did they do as far as doing a pilot? You know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to go back up to an eight. If that's the context I'm giving myself, Ooh. I'm going to give it an eight. Ooh, bad girl. I know. 
just can't keep myself consistent. Okay, we did it, you guys. Oh my gosh, this was like a tidy uh, hour and a half? I think so. I don't know what time is, so. Flat circle, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think we did a good job. We'll get tighter as we move forward. Um, Yeah. I had a lot of fun talking through this. This was, uh, I was like, I have no idea what to say about the show. Like, it was a lot of moody looks, but apparently um, I do have a lot to say. (laughs) Uh, Hannah, I I G-chatted Jackie this week, and I said to her, I'm I'm finally getting nervous that both of them are going to hate this show. <laughs> and, and Jackie was surprised that you hadn't seen it. She said, Hannah hasn't seen that show. And I said, Hannah says she doesn't like vampire stuff. And she said, that's fine. Even if she hates it, it'll make for good podcasting. And I said, yeah, I'm just going to make them hate watch it. It's fine. I think, I think she might've like told me to watch it. I don't know. Jackie's told me to watch a lot of weird shit. I don't know. Jackie hasn't watched it either. She was like, Oh, she hasn't. No, she said she might start watching it with the podcast. So, oh, okay. Well, shout out to Jackie, our number one and only <laughs> fan. <laughs> I hope she's happy that we're making this podcast only for her. She better put the first yeah. review up. <laughs> Good thing she'll get all the Northern Virginia, Central Virginia jokes. Yep, she lives in Richmond, so she'll totally get it. Um, yeah, well, she's from Minnesota, you guys. <laughs> I know, but she lives in Richmond now. She's <laughs> when I'm they start scared. showing like maps of Virginia, she's yeah. totally gonna get it. You know, oh, it's gonna be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this. Did you guys? So you're not regretting this endeavor yet? Nope. No, not even a little bit. Definitely not. And I, for the record, I wasn't <sighs> expecting to enjoy the show. So I was expecting <laughs> to enjoy the podcast, but you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't going to be disappointed <laughs> if I was like, this show is fucking, you know, whatever. So we're going to have to cancel halfway through the season and be like, it's not an interesting show. We all just <laughs> like it too much. <laughs> we all just get on and we're like, yeah, it's the best. There's no problem with it. <laughs> okay well um again we'll figure out some more clever sign off but for now we'll say thanks to the audience thanks to you guys until next time until next time until next time when's the last time you had sex with a puppy